This is a podcast where real doctors discuss fake medical emergencies. That means that unless you're suffering from skin failure, this podcast is not medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Hi, everybody. I'm Jackson Bain. I'm John Kolosinski. You might remember me from such podcasts as Hi, Everybody, a Bad Medicine podcast, this show that we used to do and now we're doing again. <laughs> it's been uh, a this while. This is, so as long. I mentioned, uh, hi, this is I, Everybody, a Bad Medicine podcast. Uh, every week, month, quarter annually, we discuss what Hollywood gets right and wrong about medicine and how the body works. You can find this podcast online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hi, Everybody, MD. Or you can uh, find us at www.hieverybodymd.com. Also, our phone line apparently still works. It is 530-DOCTOR. That is 530-D-O-C-T-O-R-B. The B stands for brain, which is appropriate for today's episode. Yes, we are going back to our roots and discussing The Simpsons Season 12, Episode 9, Homer. H-O-M-R. Homer. Homer. Homer, I guess. H-O-M-R. Um, it's like a, I would say it's a good homage to Flowers for Algernon, the book that we all yes. had to read in grade school, mm-hmm. where a, a lovable oaf, I guess, becomes a very, very smart person and realizes that knowledge is not what it's cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the best synopsis for this whole thing. Yeah. And that's kind of the synopsis of the episode as well. Good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Good talking to you. We'll see you at Comic-Con. Bye. Uh, Before we get into the episode, I do want to mention that we are going to be at San Diego Comic-Con next week, uh, July 20th, question mark, Thursday. 21st. It is July 21st. 21st. Yeah. Thursday, July 21st at 8 p.m. in, I've got a couple panels. This one's room nine, right? Uh, Or is this the room 10? I think so. It's, it's It's in the numbered room in the main, yeah. main thing. Yeah. Um, if you're going to be there, we're on the, the, the program itself. I think it's listed under Bad Medicine and TV and Film. That is correct. So look for us there. Visit us. It's a later podcast. I think we're closing out the whole show for that day. Yeah. So come visit yeah. us before you go to your big party. We are headlining yes. Comic-Con you know what? and closing out the night. That is a fantastic way of saying it. We're headlining room six. No, room nine. Sorry. But... Let's go ahead and get talking about this episode of The Simpsons. Yeah. I remembered it more fondly than I did seeing it again. This is a later episode as far as the golden age. It was season 12. Yeah, it's right out of like those that that one through or not even one. It's like three through ten were like your yeah. really golden seasons. Uh, why did you pick this episode? Obviously, the flowers for Algernon. I mean, it's a really it's it's a really dumb, dumb episode. I mean, I think it all came to my head because I recently had to pull a lot of things out of kids' noses recently. Mm-hmm. And I just remembered, I need to come up with a topic. Why not go over the one where Homer shoves a crayon up his nose? Right. And we learn in the episode uh, that he shoved a crayon up his nose when he was in in preschool or grade school. Uh, well, he shoved 17 up there, and he thought they all got out. Yeah, and I think a good way to... I think we should kind of go back a little bit and kind of discuss how they ended up into this whole situation mm-hmm. was that um, Homer blew all his money on a motion capture company um, yes. at, a, at a convention, a, mm-hmm. a comic convention of some sort, um, and then realized he needed to make money, so he decided to do drug testing, which right. I actually wrote down... 
some of the stuff that they tested um, mm-hmm. and the side effects that happened. So one of them was ears on the body, which I'm pretty sure they drew from an actual experiment done on yes, a rat. Yes, the one where they where a, a rat or a mouse actually grew a human ear. A fully formed ear that's not functional, but it was still then... Um, it still looked quite like it, and it was called the Vacanti mouse because I, I want or Vacani mouse because I wanted to look at it. Um, it's really weird. They used cow cartilage, injected it into the ear, and then molded it to look. Or sorry, injected it into the back and then molded it to look like the ear, and then eventually chopped it off and then could use it as an implant, which they parodied on an episode of South Park as well. I, for some reason, didn't think that it was a situation where they molded it, and I assumed that you know stem cells are magic. Yeah, I mean, if they didn't mold it somewhat, it would look like a cow ear. Fair enough. Because it was cow cartilage cells. So <laughs> that makes it a little different on that part. I'm sure mm-hmm. there was like the substrate itself was kind of designed to kind of make it grow in that direction, but it was cow cartilage that ultimately grew a regular ear. Mm-hmm. And Barney's, yeah, the ears on Barney's chest were all functional. Correct. Which is really weird and it doesn't make any sense because your ears are not connected there. Though, fun fact, your ears and your kidneys are from the same origin. I didn't know that. Yep. So we'll get patients that have hearing problems or pits in their ear, and we automatically check their kidneys to make sure that they are functioning too, and vice versa. So if you have a problem... So you can get a kidney stone in your ear? (laughs) I mean... Kind of? Unlikely, because you don't pee out. I mean, your ears don't make your crystals or calcium Uh, crystals. But, when you said pits in your ear, that's, oh, no, that's no. what I assumed. Oh, sorry. A hole. Oh, okay. Not your ear canal hole, but like a hole in front of it, not like a peach pit. Mm-hmm. That would be gross. Though yes. I have dug out many things out of kids' ears, too. I, I feel like my job recently has been digging things out of people's orifices above the neck. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I would have many other discussions if it was below the waist, though I did do one, which I will not mention. That that's gonna be for hi everybody after dark. Yes. That's our eleven PM panel. <laughs> Break into the convention That'll center. That'll be at the Don't con- actually do that. Or at a bar down the street from the convention center. Mm-hmm. More likely. The other part of why the testing is important is I think they he brought in a rat to compete against. Yeah. And yeah, kept- they were doing a, a test of him racing racing a rat for a buzzer. Yeah. And then they found out that the rat wasn't part of the uh, part of the test. No, and then they decided to do an X-ray of his brain. Which mm-hmm. the number of times I had a family ask me in the last week to do X-rays of brains to rule out whatever is way too high. So X-ray is not what you do on a brain. No, so you can't see anything past the skull if you're going to do an X-ray of your brain. Um, you can do a skull X-ray to look for fractures. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, you're looking for like a linear fracture. And let's say you found a fracture, you're going to end up doing a CT scan anyways to look for a bleed underneath that fracture. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we don't just stop at the x-ray. We have to go forth with the CT. And it reminds me of, did you remember? There was like this show on, I think it was Spike TV long ago called like 100 Ways to Die or 1,000 Ways to Die or whatever it was. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yeah. They had one that they swore was true where a couple broke into an x-ray suite had relations, but they kept pressing on the x-ray button and they both died of uh, brain radiation. Mm-hmm. Not not possible. <laughs> that, isn't that how we get the Hulk? He had gamma radiations. These are x radiations. Ah. Different waves, which who knew, right? Is there is there more danger for getting a lot of head x-rays versus, you know, other parts of the body? 
the I think the more dangerous parts are parts that grow really quickly or um mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't say grow, but like uh the cells Replace. turn over quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So like your thyroid's pretty bad, your ovaries, testicles, those are pretty bad places. Soft tissue places like your gut, if you got a lot, that that could potentially be dangerous too. But really mm-hmm. the big parts are your your thyroid and your nether regions. And your skin. In your skin, but you really don't do skin X-rays. It just happens to be fair one enough. The, happens to be one of the barriers that keeps the X-rays from going through. I guess um, that does remind me. Like we've used skull X-rays once in my trauma case, where I had mm-hmm. a, a patient with a pipe that went through right. his head. But that one was just to make sure to see how deep the pipe was. Yeah, your your Phineas Gage incident, mm-hmm. which is kind of like this crayon in the head, right? Yeah, like. Um, it's kind of how lobotomies used to be done. Like you would uh, get an ice pick, go through the nose, root around, cut the frontal lobe, and then it changes your personality. And then it's bliss. And then it's bliss, but you're also like a lot of the times they just end up as like zombies, right? Mm-hmm. You could lose all of that stuff. So you would imagine if he went through his skull with a crayon, which is a very soft thing to try to pierce through that cribiform plate. So there is there is a barrier then between your nose and your skull. Yes. And or that between is, your nose and your brain, rather. Yes. It's called the cribiform plate. It's a tiny piece of bone where your um, nerves that help you smell go through. So if people have really bad skull fractures, it can sever all those nerves and you can't smell again. Okay. Um, which is why I think families, when I ask them if they use a neti pot to clean out their nose or if we use like... A bulb suction, everyone gets worried that I'm going to suction too hard. I'm going to suck out their brain, mm-hmm. which is impossible. It's, it takes a lot of force. Mm-hmm. You want to use probably an industrial suction machine to get, get brain out that way. But you also okay. have to break the, the bone first. And so the crayon, unlikely to break a bone. Correct. It's probably going to smush the crayon before it breaks the bone. Okay. Yeah. In the situation, though, where there is a foreign object. Mm-hmm that is causing this sort of uh, basically mental disability mm-hmm. homerism <laughs> um would realistically would the removal of the object result in a return to functionality this long down the line i mean the way to think about it too is like let's say you had a tumor in your brain and you took mm-hmm. it out you're not going to get smarter necessarily right you might regain some function if it's impinging on something, but it's a very acute thing. Like if you had it and it's something that rapidly grew, rapidly grew and you lost function, you have to remove it quickly enough so that you can regain that function. This was in for mm-hmm. what decade, two decades. Yeah. You're yeah, unlikely yeah. to do that. You're more likely to have an infection from it than anything. Cause that's like a foreign body. That's gross. Mm-hmm. So if you kind of put it up there, you're more likely to just have like a brain abscess and then he probably would have been dead already. Mm-hmm. So no, you won't regain function. Sorry, Homer. Yeah. But I think it brings to the next point um, how I think Homer was miserable that he was smart. But he mm-hmm. said, is there no room for the man with the 105 IQ? Which uh, is delightful. Yes. Because for those who don't know how IQ works, 100 is average. Correct. So he's just slightly above average. And the other thing, too, was he said he gained 50 points when the crayon was removed. Right. Mm-hmm. So if he was if his IQ was 55, he's technically mentally disabled mm-hmm. at that point. So he should not he's be almost fu- profoundly mentally disabled. Correct. Like 
not able to participate in society disabled. Mm-hmm. So um, that definitely doesn't work that way. And also there's this misconception that if you raise your IQ, you automatically gain new facts and you become smarter and you're able to explain things in a much more eloquent way like he does. It doesn't happen mm-hmm. that way though. Like IQ doesn't necessarily mean you're a much better speaker. It improves your processing speed. If you like, raise your IQ quickly. Like it, it, it's, it's not increasing what's, it's not changing what's on the hard drive. Mm-hmm. It's you've got a better processor on your computer. Yeah. I think that's a better way to explain it. Yeah. Cause you're, you're not, you're not necessarily downloading a bunch of new facts the minute your mm-hmm. IQ goes up. Like that reminds me there was like this one long ago, there was a show like battle of the child geniuses and all they did was tell how high all these kids IQs were and then just tested them about random facts. And then like, that doesn't really prove how smart they are. It just proves how good they are about memorizing random facts. And whether they've been exposed to that fact. Correct, yeah. Like, I don't think asking them... Surprisingly, they lost on pop culture a lot. <laughs> but they were really good on history and math, like doing math questions. So the things that they would be exposed to in school versus uh, were they paying attention when mom was watching Frasier? Correct, yeah. Or if dad was running through books and books of SAT questions with them and they mm-hmm. were able to process it. So I think that's just a weird thing that they mentioned how smart he got and how his IQ just jumped 50 points. I'm like, oh, my God, he was really, really disabled, more so than I mm-hmm. thought. So that was just shenanigans on that part. Oh, I, I, I want to mention the, the one dumb line that I heard that, about Lisa and the dry waffles still. How me, um, Lisa, I know I'm jumping around, but mm-hmm. when they had the family meeting discussing how they lost all the money before he joined all the drug testing... And Lisa mentioned that the family wouldn't be in such dire straits if they didn't spend so much money on maple syrup because of mom's dry waffles. And Marge counters back that if she ate more meat, she'd have more natural lubricant. I found that funny. It's not a true mm-hmm. fact at all. Aw. I know. I mean, I I shouldn't say it out loud. But, I mean, I eat plenty of very – my diet is varied. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like mouth lubrication is a side effect of my varied diet. What else was there? Anything else you remembered from that episode? That you like, talk? honestly, the, the the things that jumped out at me the most were the "We are trying to make the Simpsons current in the early two thousands." Uh, so things like the uh, the old iMac. Oh, the old iMac. Yeah, like the like the the big blobby green iMac oh. from the early two thousands. Oh yeah, things like that. Those jump out at me. I mean, that it, they were really trying hard to be relevant during this time mm-hmm. a little bit, too, because you can feel the decline a little bit. I really like this episode, um, but you can definitely feel the decline in um, wittiness, I guess, yeah. is the best way to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of witty people, Mo, the, was it when they gave him the, the, the business card for Mo and it says, yes, I'm a surgeon or whatever it was, and then that's where he gets fixed, that made, mm-hmm. that made me cringe a little bit. Especially when he started doing the the hammering of the crayon into his head. Yeah. The Crayola oblongata, I think, was the name of the procedure. Mm-hmm. And the medulla oblongata is way on the opposite side of the brain compared to where your nose is. But everyone knows what the medulla oblongata is from Waterboy. Yes. It is the part that makes you angry. Mm-hmm. Unlike what Bobby Boucher said, it was because a cro- crocodile did not have any toothpaste for his... Or sorry... Did not have a toothbrush for all those teeth, according mm-hmm. to his mama. I can't believe I pulled up that piece of knowledge <laughs> from my brain on that part. But the Crayola oblongata just, 
if you need to watch the scene, it's just him essentially taking a blue crayon, I believe it was, mm-hmm. put it in the nose and started hammering it. And I remember the first time I ever watched this episode. And when he did the two bangs and then he goes defense and then starts like undulating on the bed, I thought for real that he just gave Homer more brain damage. That Yeah, that's a, a real question is would inserting a similar foreign object the same way necessarily result in the same sort of impairment? So it depends where you hit. Um, we're taught that the motor cortex itself is like in the middle of the brain, like right on the top of your head. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reaches down on both sides. So think of it like a a scarf or some kind of drape that drapes down both sides I mean, of your I, head. Over I, your I'm ears. just picturing a beer helmet. <laughs> okay, so imagine the middle of the beer helmet and then how you have the two cans on the side. I could have just said headphones since we're both wearing them, but no, the beer helmet. That's also valid too. But if you imagine the beer helmet with the two beer cans on the side of your head, if you put a a straw in between both of them to connect <laughs> both both beer cans... That's where your homunculus sits, and that controls your motor function. So if you impair that part, you lose function and control of certain body parts depending on where you hit. Mm -hmm. So that's a good way to imagine it. So you have to actually insert the crayon way further back to actually hit that part. Further back than where you would be able to cover up with your thumb Mm -hmm. on an X. Like Dr. Hibbert did. Yeah. Um, No one... I would also say a crayon is too light. I guess is a nice way to say it or radio lucent non-reflective. I guess that's a good, that's a good way to say it too. It's not dense enough to, to stop x-rays enough or to Mm -hmm. make x-rays bounce back enough to, to pick up on a a film. So you won't see an x-ray that clearly. Also when they were kind of rotating his head to look for the x-ray or sorry, like I think it was like one of the scenes during the lab when they were rotating the, his head to mm-hmm. look for the crayon itself, it's really hard to do that fully like that. You actually have to do a full reconstruction, and that, that uses a lot of resources and power that most mm-hmm. companies and hospitals don't do. They'll do it with, like, skulls, but they won't do it with the full brain rotating around like that. Mm-hmm. Don't know why. It just I'm guessing it's because it costs too much. But kind of going back to it, like, the whole hammering into the head probably won't... I'm surprised... You, you won't jump around that much but i'm also surprised he wasn't sedated but also it is mo's uh bar that he's strapped Mm -hmm. down to and then the the question that i always or the comment i always say is not enough blood right there's so many blood vessels in that area that the minute you drill through you're going to be gushing blood well i mean anyone who's had a bloody nose knows that knows knows. there's blood vessels there to break so many blood vessels so any kind of irritation of that area is going to lead to a pretty significant bloody nose and then once you go towards the brain your brain requires a lot of energy, so there's a lot of lot of blood flow. Mm-hmm. There's layers surrounding the brain too, so if you tear any of it, um, you start bleeding too. And that actually reminds me, there's one layer around the brain called the dura mater, which is very very tough, and it's hard to pierce through as well. So a lot of times when you get bleeds, you actually form a pocket between your skull and that dura, um, and that causes like a hematoma under there that pushes on your brain and causes trouble. Mm-hmm. It means tough mother, essentially. <laughs> yeah, dura mater means tough mother. So nice. That's how I remember. Pia mater is something else, but I remember dura mater meant tough mother. So not enough blood, and then he recovered mm-hmm. pretty quickly from the procedure, which was technically brain surgery. It just poorly done. Yes, it's basically a rotor rooter brain surgery to fix what's going on up there. 
by fix, I mean return them back to normal so that the sitcom mm-hmm. world is uh, intact again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to see. I think that's most of my notes on this one. It's a short episode. I would still watch it. It's still one of the better episodes in the season because the rest of them, I'm looking through it, are not super great. Yeah. Oh, no. Sorry. There's one that's really good, but it's nothing to do with medicine. But which one is it? It's the one where they join the Navy. Oh. Yes. But Crimson Tide or? No, no. Sorry. Or Yvonne Niaj. Yvonne Niaj. The one with the boy bands. Correct. That one's a great episode. What am I talking about? That one I, I highly suggest, too. So mm-hmm. only a few, ha- a handful of good episodes in this season. Other than that, eh. But yeah, Johnny, do you have yeah. any other comments on this whole well, thing? I, I, I do have a question. Yeah. Um, no. So the human centipede bills itself as 100% medically accurate. How dare you. And if that's the case, and if we're using that as our baseline, how medically accurate is uh, season 12, episode 8 of The Simpsons, Homer? It's not Lucy bad. <laughs> Okay. Which is ten percent, right? I think that was still mm-hmm. that's still on the list for our worst movie. I don't uh, think we've... Crank two, Crank two oh. got a one, got a pity one. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, it's not it's not that bad. I'm trying to like, oh god. So we do do skull X-rays sometimes. Drug testing is weird, and that drug testing was highly unethical. The IQ thing was all off too, but I kind of would believe that Homer would have a very low IQ, but not physically disabled. Mm-hmm. IQ like 20 honestly it's still more realistic than Lucy because Lucy's okay. whole premise was based on a lie right mm-hmm. it's all based on 10% use 10% of your brain on a on a daily basis and if you use 100% your superpower there's still some mildly true things in this episode crayons are real crayons are real Affecting your frontal lobe will affect your personality, and his personality did change. Um, you can go through to your brain through your nose, but it takes a lot of force. Oh, crayons don't go through your ears, though. I think that was part of when he first inserted 17 crayons mm-hmm. into his ear or into his nose and they came out of his ears. Does not happen that way. Um, there's your eardrum and a lot of things in the ways. I don't know. That'll go down so to he'll 50. be deaf. He'll be <laughs> potentially. I would say it's probably 15% then. I wouldn't actually, I'm actually taking five points away as I'm talking to you <laughs> about this case right now. So yeah, I'm going back 15. But yeah, I, I think that's fair on that part. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that this was not, not, not the high point of Simpsons medical accuracy. No. Doc, I mean, I'm surprised Dr. Nick wasn't called in to do that. I the was cheap too. Surgery, right? Was like, Hank Azaria in the episode at all? Yeah. Yeah, because he's Mo. Yeah. He 100% was in the episode. I'm surprised yeah. they didn't use Dr. Nick to do the surgery because that's right up Dr. Nick's alley. Yeah. So I don't know why they used Mo. That just felt like a weird a weird character selection. Because mm-hmm. at least you still have a quack doctor doing a quack procedure. That's, yeah. That still works. So yeah. Don't, don't agree. So it loses five points for uh, lack use- of medical accuracy and five points for lack of Dr. Nick. Correct. See, if you ask me, and I know the next question is usually, what would I change to make this more medically accurate? Use a doctor use named a doctor. Dr. Nick. That's probably what I would use um, on that part. Use a piss poor doctor. Yeah, because a piss poor doctor would do this procedure. 100%. Yeah. That, see, that would make it 100% accurate. <laughs> Anything else that we want to add talking about this one? Um, I'm trying to think. Don't, don't. I think Homer said it best during his speech. Uh, to all the children, 
don't put anything up your nose because you might have a was it a crayon of injustice or intolerance or whatever like that. Just don't put anything up your nose. I that's a good life lesson in general. Mm-hmm. You have a bloody nose. Don't wad up toilet paper or paper towels and put it up your nose. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop the bleed. Don't put a tampon when, up there. We do put tampons up people's noses though. But you're a doctor. Yes, we we use rhino rockets and tampons. But mm-hmm. really, the reason for that is it pushes on the walls of your nose. And so it's and, applying pressure. Correct. Whereas if you put just like regular toilet paper or paper towels in mm-hmm. your nose and you take it out to check if the bleeding stopped, you essentially pulled out the clot that formed and then the bleeding right. will continue. So don't put don't put that up your nose either. Yeah. Um, please don't, don't put, put cocaine f- up your nose. Oh, man. You know that used to be a cure, right? Yep. For bloody noses. It, we've talked we've about talked tack about on this before. Yeah. So but don't do cocaine up your nose. There's many there's many fine dining establishments that have signs that say don't do cocaine in their bathrooms <laughs> too. So yeah, just don't put anything up your nose. It's not a good idea. Yeah, that, that that's our uh, Comic Con tip: is stay away from cocaine. <laughs> yes, please, please do. It's probably fentanyl. Oh, don't get me started on that part too, with people touching fentanyl and then losing it. You we can't... we can, we can do a real life uh, episode on fentanyl dollars at some point in time. <sighs> They're not real. They're not real, you guys. You can't you can't get overdosed on fentanyl dollars or touching it. Yeah, someone in Hollywood make a sitcom episode about fentanyl dollars so that we can rip it apart yeah. and make you feel bad. Yeah, I will gladly rip it apart and then discuss about the hysteria over certain things. Mm-hmm. I will glad... You don't even have to pay me that much. Or pay me. Just hire me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> don't pay me, just hire me. Just hire me. And then, and then pay me for later ones. The first one's free. Just like the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, thank you, Jackson. It is good to be back. We will be at Comic-Con later this week if you're listening to this as it comes out. And we will be back as soon as we can with more episodes. Uh, yay. Yay, Co- Jackson's COVID work schedule. Yay. Uh, good to be back. I'll see you all at Comic-Con. And then hopefully we'll see you very soon for the next episode. Yep. Thanks, folks. Thank you. Bye.